Hello, Reliving the Extreme listeners. Do you enjoy this podcast? Well, obviously you do because you're listening. If you enjoy this podcast and you shop on Amazon, why not wrap that all into one and give our podcast a little bit of support? All you have to do is when you want to shop on Amazon, instead of going to Amazon.com, go to www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. By going there to do your Amazon shopping, you don't spend anything extra. And what it does is it throws a little a little a little commission our way here just to support the podcast. So like I said, if you like to shop on Amazon and you are a fan of this podcast and want to throw us some support, we appreciate it. That is www.tinyurl.com backslash extreme Amazon. Now Let's relive the extreme. This is a sinister minister, Father James Mitchell, and you are listening to Aaron, Nate, and Chad on the Reliving the Extreme podcast. Make sure you smash the like button and share, or you will burn in hell. <laughs> This week on Reliving the Extreme, we are going back. We have uh, gone into 1994 in ECW. We are watching a special 90-minute edition of ECW television from January 18th, 1994. Nate Maxson here with you along with ECW's Chad Austin. All right, all right, all right. Who is on this show, actually. And my well, brother, Aaron. Maybe, unless you blinked. <laughs> Aaron is on Twitter is what he is on right now. As he was telling us before we went on the air, he has discovered Maddie in the house's Twitter page. Yes. And it's not very exciting except the fact that I found something that is supposedly some documentary somebody made about him on YouTube. Was it was 15 it f- minutes? <laughs> it did exactly what I was about to say. Was it 15 yeah. minutes long? <laughs> Eight minutes and 47 seconds. He's just yells, <laughs> ah! I just posted the link on our Facebook, We Can't <laughs> Wrestle, and I'm going to put it on the uh, Reliving the Extreme. That should really set us on fire. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be, that'll, get us be trending to, now. that'll get us up to 106 people. Yeah, with Maddie following? <laughs> yeah. Get, get, get Maddie's followers. Like I said, that'll get us up to 106 listeners and downloads. But we're good. How many followers does Maddie have? Oh, I'd have to look. I'll check again. It's sorry, not sorry. The Maddie in the house story. <laughs> <laughs> One chapter. That's it. One chapter. Dork side of the ring. Oh boy, he has four hundred and ten followers. <laughs> I, I don't. You're positive. You think this is his, his account? Yes. All right. I. I I'm, There's I'm picture. Down. There's this picture. Got a documentary about him. <laughs> so it's and who? Who? It, who would make a fake Maddie in the house Twitter page? Anyway? Well, I don't know. Besides any one of us. And I know none of us did it. Yeah. <laughs> it. It was Archie. 
<laughs> Archie Mitchell. It's right there with Denim Fritz. Yeah. It's, it's got it's got uh, extra at the end of it it says credits and then it just has one name, Archie. Archie. <laughs> Simply Archie. Yeah. <laughs> well, like I said, folks, January eighteenth, nineteen ninety four. Um the version that we found on YouTube was still the WWE network version. So None of the, the, if there were any variety club ads or anything, none of that will be talked about on this show because it's not there. But uh, this was a special, like I said, 90-minute edition of ECW on Sports Channel. And we start the show off with a promo from Shane Douglas and Sherry as our main event is going to be Shane Douglas versus Terry Funk for the ECW championship. And then... I gotta gotta tell you, Mm -hmm. that bothers me that the WWE cut out uh, not not so much the variety club stuff, but where they're running shows at house shows, right? Because they used to. I mean, maybe it's it's an own, an own selfish reasoning for it, but it helped me uh, remember like where I was at and and places and the guys that I have worked by being at certain places. But I don't I don't understand why they cut that out. That wasn't like you know, it's not like this Friday they're really going to be in Jim Thorpe, right? Well, yeah, I mean, and on I mean, on. On on Raw on Raw on the network they'll show like you know the World Tour de Force ads or whatever and show where the WWF was going at that time so yeah I don't understand why they did that either or the Lee Marshall things on Nitro <laughs> oh I mean they wait, wait, he's selling the Chotskys yeah <laughs> oh they still so show that shit yeah the one eight hundred collect deal oh, they, yeah oh, oh, oh yeah and it's Weasel oh, Soup this week yeah um but yeah I I agree with you I don't know why they edit that stuff out. Um, other than to just be pricks. They opened the show with a long-ass video, too. Like, <laughs> I was like, man, this intro video is long as fuck. Yeah, but it was new. Like, it had new stuff in it, and I think it was it was Paulie's way of showing, like, you know, unfortunately, like, like the, the, the Sal Balomos of the world or whatever aren't <laughs> aren't around anymore, and this is, the, this is the new guys that we're bringing in. Because, I mean, it's got... Um, Thought I wrote down who was all in it, but I must have not did that. Well, it had it still had Road Warrior Hawk in it. Yeah, um, I think there I still is. had the Tahitian Warrior. <laughs> I think I saw the, the Wolfman getting getting a high cross body from somebody off the top. Yeah, yeah it was Tom, like Tommy was in it. Jason Pitbull, Taz, Tommy Cairo, uh, Maddie in the house, Terry Funk, uh, Public Enemy, Chad's in there. Rottens. Rottens. Yeah, it's just, I think it's just Polly's extended way of showing you, hey, shit's changing. Times they are a changing, yeah. Yeah. We start the show off with Joey and the Eagles Nest. Oh, go ahead, Joey. I actually wrote that um, after I wrote, after the Maddie thing, I'm going, why is he interrupting this? Like, you know, why does he? And then I was like, okay. And then when when, when they did the video, which I, 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 can only imagine what they played for their song. Right. Yeah. Cause the, the, for this, we got the WWE thing that Dan it. Yeah. And I, and, it. I, and I was just like, like, this is like, I wrote, it's a very good long look at the roster and the future of ECW. So I guess we were all kind of right on spot on with the, you know, what their presentation was. Joey's in the it was so long. It was probably a meatloaf song. Right, what he played over. I don't, I don't think it was a meatloaf song. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> What's the matter? 
<laughs> Joey's in the Eagle's Nest and narrating us to a six-man tag team match, which is the ECW Tag Team Champions, Kevin Sullivan and the Tasmaniac teaming with Johnny Hotbody, that's random, against Paul Diamond, Pat Tanaka, and Tommy Dreamer. But before the match starts, we have a promo from the ECW champion Terry Funk alongside his few good men. And uh, he talks about this being his last stand. This is his last stand. ECW is his last stand of 15 last stands that Mr. Funk had. Well, one of them one of them few good men looked like he was completely lost. <laughs> like he, he wasn't sure if his car running or not. Like with the keys in it. Like uh, Axel was sitting there staring at Terry like, that's right, man. You're the man. You're the man. And Ian was sitting there going, did I fucking lock my keys in the car? Do I have any of, the, do I have any of those Fritos left? Yeah. And the, well, I, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> did I leave that Fritos bag empty in the car? <laughs> oh, shit. Ian looks like he would use the bag to wipe his face. Oh God! All right, Terry. Also in this uh, this promo, talks about his respect for Shane Douglas. And uh, any any notes, anything on this promo, guys, that you have? Just that it was a straightforward promo, and he put Shane over, and he put the company over. He did what he's supposed to do, and it was good. Terry Funk. I mean, there's never bad Terry Funk, but he had him been playing it like crazy, like he had the last couple weeks. This mm-hmm. was. This is grounded, sane Terry Funk. I actually wrote that down. They've changed. They've changed his tone and tenor over the past few weeks. Um, when there was when this when this whole thing with Sabu and Douglas and Funk first started, you couldn't really tell heel, babyface, et cetera, et cetera. And they've they've slowly cast Terry as the face. You know, they've had him had him tone down the crazy, and he's more into the elderly statesman Terry Funk. Well, that that's probably because. If we're headed in towards the three-way dance, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. That Shane is the definitive heel. Sabu's going to be the wild card, you would think, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Oh, for sure. So Terry would have to be the, you know, the anticipate of of what Shane was to be the middle guy, to be the other guy, you know, why Sabu's the middle guy. So that that's probably why he did that. I mean, wouldn't you think? I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because it, it, it's an easier way to tell that story. Mm-hmm. That if you have a heel, baby face, and a guy that you have no idea what the fuck he's going to do. We go into the six-man tag. Um, I thought this match was too long. I have some oh, this notes. was fucking long, really long. I, I, have some, I have some notes on it, but yeah, my first thing, well, I guess my last note, or middle note of the thing is, it's, the match is too long. It starts out very basic. Um, at one point, Taz, I think, hits, I think it's Paul Diamond with the, the timekeeper's hammer. Um but yeah, Aaron, go ahead. Uh, this is just like probably the first time that Taz or Kevin Sullivan could say they were the bigger man on their team. <laughs> I mean, that's good God. When they picked John, Johnny Hotbody, I was like, Jesus Christ, this, the lollipop guild's getting bigger. No, for the sake for the sake of ink, I refer to him now as JHB <laughs> because there's no chance I'm just going to write down Johnny Hotbody <laughs> anytime he's on there. He's JHB for now on. He's like HBK. We're moving, yeah, we're moving on, Johnny Hotbody. We're moving on. You're now an abbreviation. Yeah. I mean, Paul Diamond looked like Kane when he was in there with Johnny Diamond, Hotbody. I thought Paul Diamond actually had one of his better outings. Like, oh, yeah. I, saw, I saw him take a couple of decent bumps that I was just like, whoa, wait a minute. Does he know something that Pat doesn't? 
and he's like flipping he's all over the guy. He's flipping all over the goddamn place. It's, it's yeah. a good. I mean, he did great in this match. I'm just saying, like, they're like, hey, who can we find that's shorter than Taz and who's shorter than Kevin? Oh, Johnny Hotbody over there on that shelf. Let's grab him. <laughs> he's on the shelf. Like he's an elf. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> hot body on the shelf. <laughs> JHB on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, did you see at one point? I think when Taz gave him the um, um, the head and arm, Taz his do rag fell off, and that was the first thing that he grabbed. Instead of selling like the bump, he like grabbed his do rag real quick because he got a big ball head sticking out. <laughs> Tony Rumble taught him that one. I, I, I saw. I saw that, and I'm like. He didn't even sell the bump. He just researched do-rag. It's about the do-rag. It's like a Samson thing. Don't take my do-rag. I lose my strength. Oh, yeah, that's how you lose your strength. They, they, we get a long, long middle of this match where the heels keep try, not pinning Pat Tanaka, pulling him up, not doing the pin. Um, and then the way that this ends, and I don't know if you guys have any other notes on it. I really don't. Sullivan and Taz are doing that weird gimmick on the outside with the, the facial covering thing. Yeah. And Johnny Hotbody winds up getting pinned, and then somehow it's his fault that he well, got pinned. The, well, at, at the point, one point of the match, Taz slams uh, Pat and Nock, it's like towards the end, right before Taz like gets out of the ring and starts doing that weird thing. Slams him so hard, uh, fucking Pat Tanaka's back pocket turns inside out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you noticed that? Yeah, I was like, "What is that?" I was like, "God what damn, is you slam description, man!" I was like, "What is that?" And it's like his pa- his pants pockets poking out the back. It's like, "What the fuck?" I, 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 thought, I thought that they, Jesus, I thought that they got a decent pop for the hot tag, considering that it was filled. Like, mm-hmm. and I was like, "It got a small pop, right?" But then, imagine, imagine calling this a superplex. What Johnny Hotbody gave, I think it was uh, Paul Diamond. Like he actually went as low as he could for you know when you're standing on the middle room. Like I'm like it was barely even a regular suplex, much less a superplex because you went like instead of picking the guy up and going back, you went down even further <laughs> to get the guy over. Like and, and when Joey Styles was like a superplex, and I went. Not so superplex. Not a not a superplex. <laughs> yeah, I, I I couldn't believe that. I mean, that Johnny Hotbody actually thought that was going to be a good idea. Because I mean, if you look, if you look, go back and look at it now, you'll totally understand the way that I saw it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, he didn't do anything. Like, he didn't pick the guy up. He moved him over from the <laughs> middle rope. Well, what do I know? I don't know. I was only fucking. I was only warming up. Getting ready for your big segment coming up here soon. Yeah. Um, after the match, Taz attacks Johnny Hotbody, and Sullivan and uh, Taz do the beat down on him. Women, yeah. women kick so him think, in the balls. I think we can all agree that this is um, we're approaching the end of the Hotbody era because yeah. he's still he's still gonna lose to me. Mm. Woman wore a leather outfit and kicked him in the balls. Everybody guys probably pay fifty bucks for that back in the day, and Hotbody got it for free. So good for him. <laughs> That was his, that was his, that was his payoff. <laughs> Good God! <laughs> they show us some footage from Holiday Hell. Then we get a Shane Douglas hype video. Um, what do you think the song was? Probably not Perfect Stranger yet. I'm assuming. No, you know what? That was my first fucking guess. I, I think I was like, 
No, but it's not. It's not even '95 yet. So mm-hmm. we haven't even got Malenko and and uh, Guerrero yet. So my guess is simply the best. Yeah. But yeah, I originally thought Perfect Stranger. Now here we go. Paulie is out speaking on behalf of his uh, client Sabu. The handler. Talk- Talking about the triple threat match that's coming up at what would be will become known as the night the line was crossed, and this this guy, this Chad Austin guy, shows up. And uh, did you tell Polly to shut up? Is that what I read? Like, I, no, I, I, I mean, he was just blabbing on and on and on about his man nine one one and Sabu and all this other nonsense. And I was clearly looking to have a match. I was warmed up. You can see I was in ring. I was in phenomenal ring condition. And um, I literally said, can you shut your stinking mouth? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I mean, but more, more importantly, what I want to know is, was I wearing a big Johnson shirt? <laughs> I, I, I'm trying to figure out like, I don't think I ever owned one, like ever in my life. I know I never bought one. There's no way I bought a Big Johnson shirt. And I'm looking at it going, I'm wearing a Big Johnson shirt. It's definitely a sign of the time. But it was up, down, end the story. Yeah, Chad doesn't get to say much here to Mr. Dangerously. I made my point, though, Nate. Yes, you did. You sure did. I asked him if he could just shut the hell up. I got got my point across. And so did he. Let's be honest. (laughs) Did you see the second one? Mm-hmm. The second choke slam what wasn't quite as. Uh, <laughs> I didn't go down as gingerly as I did. No, I was going to say the yeah, the second one was a little rough. <laughs> yeah, and, and believe me, after that became the norm, where every time I would work with nine one one, it was okay. The first one's going to be great, and <laughs> then after that, it's like, oh fuck. Did he work before ECW anywhere? I don't think he worked in ECW. Yeah, I don't know. I think he was an ICW guy, but I mean, if that if that holds any water, mm. you know, a Savoldi dude. So you know, somewhere up there, Tony Rumbleish. Yeah, <laughs> old Tony. Aaron, your comments on Chad's segment here? Yeah, it's Matt Classic, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> so was it a Big Johnson shit? <laughs> It was also history in the making. The the first of many nine one one choke slams to come in ECW. Um, still better than a snicker match. I still got. Oh no, it totally was. <laughs> I would totally put that on a resume before I put the snooker match over there. I don't want anybody to see the snooker match. My granddaughter, she loves watching me wrestling, and I and I she like put on matches, and she's like, "Put that match with you and Jimmy Snooker." I'm like, "Why?" I want her to respect me. <laughs> hey, look, look at me I'm laying there the guy pins me with his foot on my chest uh, at least I stood up to Paulie well the segment itself served its purpose and trying to get 911 over as a as a killer I don't think they referred to him as 911 yet on the no they just kept calling him Sabu's handler yep Sabu's handler that's right so now Matty DeMatt, is that what his name is on Twitter, Aaron? Matty DeMatt? Yeah, I mean, that's his real name. It's not his name on Twitter. It's, I guess his real name, but yeah, that's what they call him. What a stupid wow. name. I don't know what the fuck the next part of this show was. This was excruciating. And, and, they were and, and, recapping <laughs> stuff that we they were recapping stuff that we've never even seen. Like, yeah, Well, okay, so here's the deal, folks. We got Matty in the house interviewing Jason, and on its on its premise, this segment should be effective because essentially what you're doing is you're showing highlights. Let's see, you're showing highlights from a match um, between um, 
Sandman and the Pitbull, right? And well, then I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm glad that you're the host of this show, and me and Aaron are allowed to say whatever the fuck we think about it. <laughs> because you're going to be way more generous about it than me and Aaron are. Because I don't know what the fuck this was. This was <laughs> like I. I think I understand what they were trying to do, but the, execu- the execution was pathetic. Like, let's be honest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Aaron, like when I watch, like when I watched it, like they start doing this stuff, and I'm like, hold up! I thought I was watching the wrong show because yeah. I was like, I didn't want, I haven't seen any of this stuff. I felt like I should have paid a dollar ninety nine a minute the way <laughs> Jason was talking over these oh, these these clips, and here's my pitbull. I was like, oh, my God, should I be naked? <laughs> I mean, hey, Jess, come here. I, I don't, you know, like, what's going on? I had to take a bath after this clip. <laughs> Jesus. We have, we have Jason and Maddie narrating. First, the, a match between the Pitbull and Sandman, and then a match between Cairo and Tommy Cairo and the Pitbull, and then a tag team match. <laughs> Sandman and Cairo against Rebel and Pitbull, and there but, are some details but here. Pitbull, but they just they, one of the sorry. guys lost. <laughs> they <laughs> said, "This is my tag team." How do you like my tag team? And then they're in their debut match. They lose. Wow. Well, and as the as the segment's going wow. on, as the segment's going on, Maddie and <laughs> Maddie and jo- and Jason are just saying words. Like Jason's like my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a ring. There's the Sandman. It's I the worst. It's what? the worst fucking narration ever. <laughs> it was awful. I mean, I mean, just for me to write Jason promo, what the fuck is this? Is a you know speaks for what is it? What the fuck? I I, I kind of see what they want to do, but they spent way too much time not accomplishing. It. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That. Please, you couldn't move on faster than this. Well, in the end, what it results in is. Uh, as Aaron said, Jason's new. How do you like my new team? Rock and Rebel and the Pitbull. And then we At get. Point, uh, there was a bald guy in, in, in there. Did anybody pick up on that? Like, I wrote, like, who's the bald guy? Like, the guy behind Jason or something. Was no, the, I missed him. Did you yeah, see him? Yeah, I mean, I just wrote, like, who's the bald guy? Like, because it must have been, like, a, a spot show or something that mm-hmm. they just inserted a clip of Jason with this guy. I guess he was managing. You know, at a spot show. So you guys didn't catch him, so you don't know. Nope. No. After the match, though, Mr. Hughes comes out, um, does a beat down on the Sandman, so apparently that's not over yet. Um, and then That's just beginning, actually. <laughs> Sandman gets hung over the top rope by a chain, and now we're talking about a double dog collar match for the ECW at the ECW arena. And was that Angel? Out there was it? Which, of yeah. course it was. Her hot ass match of a fucking person. She, <laughs> she had her big blonde wig on where she got stripped a few months ago from Gilbert, and she just couldn't fucking stay away. And I used the word fucking as a, and literally. She couldn't fucking stay away because <laughs> I think at this point she was with Jason, which makes sense, I guess, in the long run. After this. Nightmare of a segment. Uh, yeah, we'll call, just call it that. A nightmare of a segment. It ends, it ends with Jay, with uh, Angel pulling Jason into the, the dressing room and then Maddie saying, I wouldn't go in there. When we all know he really would. He would go in there. 
He would go, go in there, sit in the sit in the corner and watch. He would go in there. Paulie took him in there because <laughs> I mean I, I don't I don't have any I don't have any proof or nor am I making any accusations at all about Paulie. But that Studio Fifty Four nightlife, let's be honest, <laughs> you, you end up doing things that you might regret. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and and for Maddie to exchange like um, fame and whatever for you know that maybe it was worth it for him and now he's got 400 followers on twitter he's living see? the dream you see what he got Live, him living the dream <laughs> he, I, I can see maddie cutting the hard times promo Jeez. sorry <laughs> not sorry he's all so right pathetic, dude. it's brutal how bad yeah. he is can't wait for him to be gone i don't think he lasts much longer no, he doesn't. Actually, I, I I was shocked that he lasted past um holiday hell. Mm-hmm. We have now a <clears throat> sorry a promo. Shane Douglas and the sensational Sherry getting hyped up for the match between. How great is Sherry? Man? Sher- oh, she's fantastic. <laughs> I I I love Sherry, and I, I I swear if she was still alive today, she would probably get a Christmas card for me every year. Like. That's how awesome Sherry. Like, and, and you know how when, whenever they always say like, if you if you meet somebody and you become a friend, you're a friend for life. Mm-hmm. Sherry was that girl. You know, she she must know a million people. I was going to say she, one of those people that doesn't have, doesn't know a stranger. That kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. and like when, when she meets you, it's almost like you're picking up on the last time that you were with her. Mm-hmm. And she loves her some Hollywood by the star, Daddy. <laughs> Oh boy, does she love some Hollywood because Hollywood doesn't drink, so Hollywood can drive her <laughs> while she's drinking, while she's on her seventh bottle of wine. Yeah, Daddy. <laughs> God, no, Sherry's the best. Yeah, man. Definitely, definitely gone too soon and well missed in wrestling because, yeah, like you said, she was. And imagine, imagine at this time in this promotion, they have Sherry and Woman in the same promotion at the same time. Two of the best ever. There, there's the, probably you know. a chance that Sherry would have been at my wedding, or at least she would have been invited. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how close that we became, like later on in life. Like we talked all the time. I don't know how I got a hold of her. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, every time I talked to her, it sounded like she was already four to bottle bottles of wine in. But. Her WWE Hall of Fame speech is one of my favorites. Yes, it is. It's classic. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> she looks with Bischoff. She's like, "Oh damn, I thought you were gone." <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, she, she not not only was she not scared to say whatever the fuck she wanted to say, she wasn't scared to back up mm-hmm. whatever she said. If she talked shit about you, she'd be like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> like that's what I think, you know. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. And you have to respect that for sure. Right. You know, she was one of Playboy Buddy Rose's girls back in the day. I did not know that. I mean, I knew they worked together. I knew she was uh, the the manager. But that was AWA. But, yeah. I'm talking like when Buddy Rose worked uh, for Vince in like 80, 82. Like if, well, when Playboy Buddy Rose came out with the two girls mm-hmm. that took off his robe and shit. No, I Sherry did not know was, that. Sherry was one of the girls. The next match is long, but it's long on purpose. And it's it's good long. <laughs> We have Terry Funk and Shane Douglas for the ECW Championship. Um, Paul E. is doing commentary with Joey on this one, which I think was good. You know, Joey, I like Joey solo. You know, obviously Joey is is super effective as a solo commentator, 
But for a match of this length to help get things over and help the pro, you know, Joey needed somebody with him during this match. And, 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 yeah. Joey and Paul are good together. And obviously, I mean, the last couple people we've heard Joey with, like, it was, uh, what was it? Tony Rumble. So Mm -hmm. obviously, whoever you hear him with next is going to be like Todd Pettigrew. Yeah. (laughs) Step up. Yeah. So, Aaron, I will let you. Start us off on this matchup. I have, I have like a lot. I took a lot of detailed notes, I guess, of the match. So I have a lot of notes on the match. Obviously, I'm not just going to run down step by step, play by play, move by move. Well, I don't really have a lot of notes on it, just because I was just watching it, and it's, it's it starts out, and they, it's got. I mean, it, it, I don't even know how long it goes into it, but the first thing is it ends with a count out. Mm-hmm. And then Terry Funk wants to restart the match, so then he restarts it, and then it's um, – I just put in there that, that Shane's working Funk's arm for most of the match. And it's well, slow just, down. Slow down because you're, you're blowing through the match. Um, I mean, I, I didn't have any idea that this show was going to be 90 minutes, you know? Mm-hmm. Was there any announcement ahead of time? Like, um was right, it advertised as such? Yeah, right, right at the beginning, Joey did say, welcome to a special 90-minute edition of ECW. I thought he said an extended version of ECW. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe he did maybe. say it. Maybe I just caught it wrong. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know that it was going to be 90 minutes. And when I looked at the um, the, the counter on the, on the thing, and we were like 38 minutes in. And I'm thinking like, oh, okay, well, this will be, you know, whatever, 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, wait a minute, why are they? Um, why is Terry Funk working like it's a house show? You know what I mean? Like he's working so slow, he's working so methodical. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm just like, I mean, I'm sure I was there. I was just, I just got up down. <laughs> I was, I was there. But I'm thinking like, why is he working like this? And then as I watch the counter go down. And then, like, what Aaron said, what was the first thing? Was what a count out or something? Yeah, yeah. they did it. They did a double count out finish, and then you know, Funk did the uh, the I'm not satisfied with this. Get back in the ring. Let's restart the match. And I think that's when I don't. I can't remember. I think that's when Gordon comes down and they they restart the match after the count out because the initial that first match match I guess quote unquote is only about what maybe eight nine minutes. Yeah, it's nowhere um, near the even if you watched it and like if it was an hour format. Mm-hmm. It was still around the fifty, like two minute mark, so, like somewhere around there, you know. Yeah. So you're just like, there's no way this is over, but that that's after the fact. That's just nitpicking after the fact. Watching it in real time, you obviously don't know that. The the work in the match is really good. Uh, the, essentially, they like like Chad said, they worked a very methodical style match. Um, with most of the matches, Aaron said Shane Douglas working over Terry Funk's arm, and you know Terry would get some hope spots in there, or he'd get a headbutt, or he'd get a chop, or whatever, and then Douglas back to the arm. And the I actually have a question that that I wrote down that I wanted to ask you, Chad. Watching this match, um, which guy do you think led this? Do you think Terry led it, or do you think Shane led it, being the heel? Terry. Okay. I, I think the um. I think Shane knew the ultimate goal, but I think that Funk was the guy to, to implement the, the strategy. If mm-hmm. that you know, if that makes any sense. I, I mean, granted, I, I I think they both work together. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that if Shane had his had his choice, 
the match would have been a much more fast-paced, especially in, in 1994, as young as Shane was. Right. He probably would have wanted to work a faster match, and Terry's like, we gotta go, like, 28 minutes. You know, like... <laughs> I got like, no knees. He's, he's dead. He's like, I want you to beat up my arm. Apparently, everybody wants to beat up my arm. Because in 1977, the sheep tried to carve my arm off my body. Well, how about Terry Funk's the only guy who's armed? Oh, yeah. that's right. Dusty has once, I think. <laughs> but other than that, Terry Funk, he must have some sort of a bionic punch. That we don't know about it. Everybody wants to did and then- his arm up. And then carry Von Eric by accident. <laughs> oh, yeah. <that's> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bladed himself. Uh, all right. The the match progresses. Sherry's doing her part in the match, too, getting involved. Um, Killing time. Yeah. Yeah. And she is, I mean, if you want to have a, a now I guess the referee's the third person in the match, but if you want to have a third person physicality-wise in the match, as far as a manager goes, Sherry's definitely the one you want to have. Um uh, she'll get well, in there and mix be, it up. She'd be perfect for getting in, getting out. Mm-hmm. You know, because first off, she's a woman and she's noticeable and she's and she's boisterous. You know, like if she's going to do a spot, say her only spot is to just jump in and kick you, she's going to yell. <laughs> you know, <what> I mean? <laughs> when she climbs to the ropes and kick you, and then yeah, and then get out. So I mean, that's her knowing her. That's knowing her worth, knowing her role. That's perfect her, for her. Her kicks and slaps are so amazing. It's, her whole body they're kicks real. you. Yeah, her whole body kicks you. Her whole body slaps you. Yeah, like, they're they're real, especially her punches. <laughs> yeah, they're real. I've heard stories about how Stan Hansen is blind. I don't think Sherry was blind. I think I just think she took it as, "I'm sorry, I just punched you square in the face," but I'm a woman. <laughs> I, I, I did. I thought you could have taken it, you know, you know. But I also don't want to get punched by Ronda Rousey. Sherry, <laughs> uh, what the fuck was that? Her slap. I think I lost a set of lips one time at a show because when she slapped me, I think I saw something flying in the crowd, and I, I grabbed my face like I lost my lips. Slap the lip off. Slap the lip off your face. And, I, and, and she never apologized. It wasn't like she said, I'm sorry, Chatty Poo. It wasn't like she said, she's like, that bitch fucking beat the shit out of me. <laughs> that was the end of the story. She was bad enough, too, like, where if, like, you know, like, in wrestling or whatever, like, if uh, somebody would somebody would hit, like, woman or Miss Elizabeth, he'd be like, oh, that guy just hit a woman. That's not right. But when Hulk Hogan or whoever would just beat up Sherry, he'd just be like, yeah. yeah, like yeah, yeah, she deserved it, you know. Yeah, like she one step above the Brooklyn Brawler <laughs> as far as beating people. Oh my God, she's beating up sensational Sherry. You know, <laughs> it's not like it's a woman. Like, yeah, she's tougher than Barry O. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Steve Lombardi. Yeah, she beat the piss out of Steve King and Charlie Brown back in the day. I'm just saying, like that. That shows how much how badass she really was. You don't even mm-hmm. think about it when she's getting beat up she, by these bigger guys. It's she the, goes, the, she goes to the top rope for that that slam so easily, right? I mean, how many times have you seen her do that? Mm-hmm. Or, or she just she's off, for some reason she's on the top rope. I don't know. Like, like, like her guys in the middle, like getting in trouble, and all of a sudden there's Sherry on the top rope. 
<laughs> and then the baby face throws her off or when she gets picked up for a, a body slam, how she posts herself and spreads her legs out. Yeah. To show like, holy shit. And it's not like you're body slamming abroad. It's not like you're body slamming Elizabeth. You're body yeah. slamming Sherry. <laughs> One of the it's boys. Her, it's her it's her getting her come up you know, because mm-hmm. of all her devious shit that she's done. So yeah, you're right. It's you, you don't look at it like you're beating up a girl. You're yeah, beating when up she, a fucking wench. When Sherry when Sherry <laughs> when Sherry gets beat up, it's that's not a sympathy spot. Let's put it that no. way. <laughs> no. She's not getting cards and letters mailed to Stanford, Connecticut, so they can put you on their mailing list for the catalog. <laughs> There's a point in the man in the middle of this match um, <laughs> where Terry Funk or Douglas Shane Douglas hits Terry Funk with two pile drivers, and then Funk rolls to the outside. Um, what what I thought was funny about the spot, or I guess humorous about the spot to me, was Sherry gets involved with Terry on the outside, and then when Terry comes back into the ring, he literally whips a can at Sherry like he threw a can like it was like a beer can or something or a pop can, and he just I mean he just wailed it at her. Bam. <laughs> the, the, the insanity of this, it, they, the three of these people make this look so realistic because there's not a spot that looks, what do I want to say? It doesn't look choreographed. You know what I mean, guys? It's, it looks well, like didn't a fight. Work that way, man. Yeah, that's, what, that's why I love this because it it's not like it's a lot of the shit today it doesn't look like a, it looks like a fight. It doesn't look like a, they're working together at all. But the beauty of it is they are, and they're doing it the way it should be done. I mean, no no offense to you guys, because I know you guys live in Ohio, correct? Mm-hmm. But you couldn't do this shit in Toledo. No. It, it wouldn't work in White Plains. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> it, it had to be somewhere like Philadelphia, where Funk has free reign, where he knows that... I mean, I don't know. I'm just saying from you know, my opinion, is that he can go outside the ring and know that he's not going to get shanked. Nobody's going to take a cheap shot at him. People love him. That right. you know, They'll get out of his way. They'll hand him you know, weapons, blah, blah, blah. And he feels safe. And that always seems to be the way Terry works. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, I, I don't I don't know that I've ever seen Terry sit around. I've never, I can say I never know. I, I know I haven't seen it. I've never seen Terry sit around calling a match with him. Mm. I've never seen it. I've seen him walking with Sabu and 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 Terry, the other Terry, telling Funk um, of things that he does, and then he's like, "You just tell me when you want to do them." You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's that's just the way Terry works. That, that's that's the way. That's just the way that it is. And that that to me, that to me is great because it's it's totally him feeling the crowd. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's it, again, like I said, it, it it because of that because there's not a lot of it's special, right? Yes, exactly. It's it's special, and it's it's like more like a fight than a pro wrestling match, I guess. It's an again, yeah. <laughs> I, and then, I always, I always hated. I mean, I still do when they fight outside and somebody will grab a drink and throw it in somebody's face. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I've had you know, I've offended so many women in my life that I've had. Numerous amounts of drinks thrown in my face. I've never went. Ah! <laughs> I never sold it. Yeah, I never had to sell the coke. Right. I never. never. Wore, I never had to wear like big white tape on my eyes for like two weeks, like I was Jimmy Valiant or something, like or the junkyard dog, because some girl went out on a date with threw a ice cold 
Coca-Cola in my face. <laughs> there oh was a lot God. of ice in that cup. There was a lot of ice in that cup. It, it, well, I can see the ice hurt me. May it bruise my eyelids. But, I mean, <laughs> as far as doing damage to the internal eye, I don't think that beverages do that. <laughs> I mean, I, I've, had, I've had beer thrown in my face. Nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I have always hated that when somebody's going around the crowd and, and when they smash, like, a beer can over somebody's head... Mm-hmm. Fucking nothing. That's like that's like getting hit with a cookie sheet. Yeah, yeah. It's tin. <laughs> it makes a it makes a lot of noise, but yeah, the, hit it with a crutch. There's a there's a there's a there's a WCW pay per view. Yeah, Tony oh, Schiavone oh, does that. Yeah, that that. Well, you saying the cookie sheet made me think of it. But the, they're using it's like it's like one of those deals with Finley and Brian Knobs and all you know the little all the hardcore shit they would do in the late nineties right. and. Uh, Nobs is is wearing out Fit Finley with this trash can, and Tony Schiavone says essentially to the effect of, "Ah, trash can makes a lot of noise, but it doesn't really hurt that much." It's like Jesus, Tony, you're <laughs> you're you're killing the illusion here. Does he work here? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, because sometimes I'm not even sure he works for EW. When when you when when he does like an oh my. Like when it's something that he should be selling, mm-hmm. you know, like oh when it's a my, big, yeah, it goes like oh my, and it's like no, <laughs> I mean you should be selling it more like a I can't believe this, or you know, yeah. you know what's going on here? He goes oh my. <laughs> Him and Jr. are just getting checks at this point. They oh might as well God, be working. For, they might as well be working for the DMV. They're not, <laughs> they're, <laughs> Can you imagine the conversations with these two fucking guys in catering? Oh, oh, Jesus! Jim Cart, I mean Jim Ross is sitting there going, "What the fuck?" And uh, and he's like, "What the fuck? I got to do this again on Monday." <laughs> you know, you got to do it once a week. I got I, I got to do it like three times a week. Me and this guy with a sock with his fucking head. I mean, you can just hear it, and you can, you can you can hear it in there. Like uh, you know, you think back to Monday Night Raw in 1998 or whatever, and Jim Ross. Yelling and screaming and getting you hyped up, and nowadays he's it's Wednesday. You know what that means? God it's, damn it! I can sum it all up for you with a couple of Canadian destroyers. A whole bunch of people are going to jump on each other, and there's going to be a bunch of people outside the ring that are going to catch him. And I'm gonna and, commentate with my buddy Tony and this sock puppet over but, here. But don't, but don't forget the fact that we're going to have a whole lot of people that pretend like they're going to. Co- uh, cut promos, but as soon as they spit the first two words out of their mouth, somebody's going to come out. They're, that's like Bischoff giving away Monday Night Raw result, like on Nitro. If at the beginning of uh, AEW, Jim Ross goes, you know what that means? A lot of Canadian destroyers and, and promos are going to be interrupted. <laughs> no need to, no need to watch, folks. Nothing to see here. Yeah, I mean it's not. Oh my! Rating anyway. Yeah, Tony. Oh like my! Oh my! It's not like anybody's watching it. Well, we get getting back into our match here. Terry Funk cracks Sherry over the head with a chair, like we were talking about earlier. Terry Terry Sherry is just one of the boys in the match because she can take it. Um, we get a pile driver by Terry Funk to Douglas, and then a neck breaker. They go back to the outside. They did a lot of walk and brawl in this, but you're trying to get forty five minutes because they're going ultimately, folks, to a forty five minute draw here. 
I so, don't think it was 45 minutes. I think it was 30. Yeah, it's okay. 30. Is, that, is that right? I, that's what I thought. Yeah. I thought that it, I thought that it was 30 minutes, but they made it 45 minutes for TV. Um, back to my notes. Um, this is when Gordon comes out because Shane wins again with his foot on the ropes. Polly and Bad Breed has some shenanigans, and then Todd Gordon comes out and makes the match continue again. Um, this is where we get to, we're getting to the end of the match. Um, Polly is choking Terry Funk. Bad Breed comes and chases Polly off. However, now Sherry is choking Terry Funk. <laughs> and uh, the announcer, or the ring announcer is calling down the time of the match. And hint, hint. Yeah, <laughs> hint, hint. And that is where we go to a, we're essentially calling it a time limit draw. And this is setting the stage for what is going to become known as, as I said earlier, the night the line was crossed with a triple threat match between Douglas, Terry Funk, and Sabu. And uh, overall, guys, what did you think of this uh, this matchup? I mean, I, I liked the match. Everybody did their job. It told a story. Yeah, clearly, clearly on paper, the match was going to be good either way. Mm-hmm. I mean, but no, with the story behind it, the machine behind it, it had all the makings of um, of really delivering to be something like special. I'm not exactly sure it was that special. I mean, maybe because I watched it at like four o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> and I didn't watch it like you know what I mean. Like I didn't watch mm-hmm. it like at night. You know, like I, I wasn't like all amped to watch it. But right. yeah, it was it was very very good. It told a great story. Everything was mechanically fine. Yeah, I um, I thought I, I got to take care of the task about an awful DDT you know on the floor. <laughs> Fucking, for lack of a better word, rot. But yeah, I thought it was a tremendous match, and and he, he did a great job of pacing it out. And you didn't, you didn't want to. Oh, go, Aaron. I, I didn't. Go ahead. What'd you think? I just, did, I enjoyed it, and it was, it was obviously a long match, but that's what it was designed to be. And it was on a show with a lot of other long segments that didn't need to be as long as what they would like. This didn't need to be a ninety-minute fucking show. I can tell you that much. Like that. Well, Jason just imagine thing, if they would have done this for ninety minutes. If they would have started out saying, we're going to show you the whole entire Funk Douglas match is going to take up the entire show. Would, would that would have been better than watching JHB? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, if they would have stretched that match out and did a 45-minute where they could have edited it out to make for the 90-minute television, do you think that would have been a better television show? Then watching me get chokeslammed, I mean, come on, besides that. No, we need to keep that there. Yeah, they could have, they could have squeezed that in during it. While they were trying to sell you some tchotchkes. <laughs> hey, here, here's the number, the same number you can call for tickets, rumors, videotapes, and watch this guy get chokeslammed by this fucking dude. <laughs> <laughs> the match, the the pace and the tone of this match, I think, I, I, I think that this was, what do I want to say? The way, they, the way they did this match was deliberate because they knew what they were going to do on February 5th. You don't, you, you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, you don't want to give away too much of, I guess the, I don't want to use the word high spots, but this match was a slower pace and more of a brawl because you're going to interject, you're going to interject Sabu into the next match and the volume is going to get turned up. But do you think that Paulie realized what the magic was? Like, I, I totally agree with you, Nate, by saying that that's why that match was deliberately booked so slow because they were going to interject Sabu into it. But do you think Paulie had the vision 
of how magical it was going I, to be. I think I think so. I think so. As he's putting his players in place, I think he's, you know, Sabu, Funk, Douglas, just anybody that's working there now as he's moving guys out and moving these guys up. I think he sees the magic he's got. And, um, yeah, yeah. I think by this point anyway, Polly's going, okay, I'm on to something here. Because even at the beginning of the show, they say, you know, they start off, I didn't even mention this, but they start off with ECW. It's not, what is it? It's not a secret anymore or something. I think they're on to what, that they're on to something. I still don't think that Paul knew that the three-way dance was going to turn out to be what the three-way dance turned out to be. Okay. I, I think that he thought that it was going to be cool because, I mean, I, I refresh my memory. What, what was the final payoff of that? That wasn't that wasn't Shane throwing the belt down, was it? No, no, that's at the uh, NWA tournament. Okay, but well, what was the final payoff of the um, three-way dance? Aaron, do you remember? I don't. I think it was just Shane winning the belt, and then they did that. Then they do that. Um, thing afterwards and like that ballroom or whatever he threw oh, the, the belt in his face. Oh, the hotel room. Yeah. Okay. the other rotten brother. Yeah, and it's... <laughs> like sitting there it, on the chair when, when they... Like I remember we were all in the, in the thing and Paulie strategically just, you know, put us where he wanted us. And there was uh, Ian sitting in a chair and the fight breaks out and Ian didn't even get up. <laughs> just, the camera zooms by and he's sitting there. <laughs> way to do, way, way to help out, Ian. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, overall, I think that I I gave this show I gave this show a three and a half out of five because of Terry and Shane Douglas. The rest of the show, eh, eh, that long ass six man tag, it had a few good moments, but not enough to be that long. Yeah, and, it, it and, wasn't it, it wasn't fundamental fundamentally um fucked up. It just almost seemed like it served no purpose. Mm-hmm. It was just because Paul, like maybe we were, maybe we were right. Maybe they should have just did Shane Funk the whole entire ninety minutes. Then we would have thrown and thrown me and nine one one out there first. Yeah, yeah. Just hey, that's a hot it. start. You know, I mean, you think oh, about yeah. it. Get the crowd hot. <laughs> Watch this up down. And then we get that we had the like I said the most terribly narrated segment in maybe pro wrestling history with Maddie and Jason just saying words over the uh, the Sandman guy. But I think that the 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 funny thing about that segment is all of that stuff wasn't that bad. It was it was the way that it was presented that was bad. You know, to me, I mean, to me myself, I didn't I didn't find anything that was going was on in the ring. A, it was also a time a, a, time, a different time. Mm-hmm. To me, yeah. maybe it's like it's like obviously all that stuff is filmed, and they were going to spread it. Out. It seems like obviously they were going to spread it out over over a couple weeks, and then Paul was probably like, "I don't want to waste time on this, so let's just show everything all at once." So <laughs> we got ninety yeah. minutes anyway. Yeah, yeah, we got we, we got to somehow squeeze JHB in. I mean, the JHB kid. <laughs> Aaron, did you give this uh, episode a score? Uh, I gave it a D. It was a one. Oh. It, it was a it was a two segment show, like the Chad nine one one classic, and then the, yes. the main event. But other than yeah, that, it was just like no stars. I think he said it was a dud. <laughs> yeah, fuck no, that fuck, guy. Fuck Dave Meltzer anyway. Who did he, he ever beat? 
Yeah, but, <laughs> well, you're absolutely right. Who would he ever be? Besides himself. <laughs> oh and that and that room, Jesus Christ. Um so Chad, what did you what what overall did you think of this show? As well, a, as Nate, you gave it a you gave it a numerical score. Yeah, I, I did a three three and a half out of five just out because five? I was yes, I was entertained by Terry and and Shane enough to give it a higher score. And then Aaron, you gave it a D. Yeah. You said okay, well I'm I'm gonna go as high and I'm gonna be very, very positive this week. I'm going to give it a seven out of five. <laughs> well, look at that. It yeah, overachieved. I mean, the, the show's <laughs> definitely getting better. As you can oh, tell. yeah. This, yeah, this is, this is, uh, we, no more Cabrini. No more Cabrini. I, I, Cabrini I, I, is I'm actually, very far. Now I'm actually really starting to get kind of pissed off at the fact they didn't do the whole entire show, Douglas and Funk. <laughs> like, now that we've just talked about it 30 years later, like, you know, now I'm like, why didn't they do that? Why did they waste our fucking time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why? I mean, remember how special it was, Steve, a Sting and Flair mm-hmm. on the Clash? Yeah. The whole what, sixty minutes? You, you had no idea. It was you know they always go one fall sixty minutes and go yeah right. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, like they're gonna go sixty minutes. But it, you know the special edition. 90-minute edition of ECW. We're going to have Terry Funk versus Shane Douglas. They could have did every finish in the book <laughs> and restarted that match. You know, over the mm-hmm. top rope, you know, referee bump, another ref. The, the original ref wakes up. You know what I mean? Like, they could have just did everything just to get 90 minutes out of that. Now I'm pissed off they didn't do it. I still contest you leave in the uh, 911 segment. Oh, yeah. I mean, clearly you got to do that. I mean... <laughs> That's but you, 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 and you could have had, yeah, you could have done that to start off, and then have your Terry Funk and Shane Douglas promos. You know, you can have some promos leading up to the match, and now here's the match. My, and, my problem was I was so young then because I had, I wasn't even in the business two years. Mm-hmm. Then, if I would have known then what I know now, when when nine one one grabbed me and picked me up for that choke slam, I would have jumped higher and gave my Hurricane Rana. <laughs> and I would have, I would have looked like Angelico against fucking Christian from yeah from Friday night. Hindsight's twenty twenty, Mister well, Austin. Yeah. <laughs> By any chance did you see that the other night? No, I didn't watch the whole show yet. I watched it was the like first match. Oh, I must have skipped it then. Because <laughs> I all, and I, but I was also very drunk when I was watching it. Like the only thing I remember from AEW this week is how. Arn Anderson's son, you definitely know it's Arn Anderson's son. The kid looks just like his dad. Yeah, and he wears shorts that are too small for him. He needs the little hat, the little trucker like hat. Arn did. Jess, yes, little, Jess toot, even toot. noticed the fact that his balls are about hanging out of them. Fucking <laughs> She's like, look at that guy's fucking balls. I go, how can you? She goes, like, they're literally hanging out of his shorts. And his little do- dockers. But Aunt Helico... I ain't never seen it, it was a classic example of what Jim Cornette says you went all the way around your back to scratch your elbow. <laughs> For him to put an arm bar on Christian must have took forty five seconds. Jesus. Because he grabbed his arm and he twisted it and he spun it around and he went behind him and he somehow sugared him, picked his other arm up, and I'm going, What the fuck? I mean is Just do where, the arm bar. Yeah. Just do the arm bar. Jesus. You already got the job, fucker. Stop trying <laughs> to impress me. 
Yeah, I thought I thought Derek Huff was going to be involved in this <laughs> Dancing with the Stars. I was just like, this is brutal, man. But yeah, I gave I I, I thought the show was pretty bad, but it was it was way better bad mm-hmm. than previous shows. Definitely. Well, that being said, gents. Anything we want to discuss before we let our listeners go for this week, Aaron? Yep, just thanks for listening, supporting the show. Our viewership has doubled, apparently, so that's a good yeah, thing, and yeah. we appreciate it. Ratings are up. Yep, Senator Archie Mitchell. <laughs> Got a good ring to it. Anything you want to plug or anything, Chad? No, I'm, I'm, I'm done. All right. <laughs> after, after, after this weekend, I just had, like... I don't want anybody to fucking call me, inquire about what I'm doing. Am I am I interested? Can you show? No, I don't. I don't want to show up. I don't want to. I don't want a free ticket. Uh, <laughs> uh, I am looking forward to the convention in October. Go ahead, yes. go ahead. Yes. You, you can yes. put that over. The uh, the We Can't Wrestle podcast, <laughs> WrestleNet Radio, reliving the extreme. We are going to be on October second this year doing our first wrestling convention i've danced i danced around it for a couple of years before covid hit and then obviously covid and then there weren't a lot of conventions but this year we are going to hit up fort wayne indiana on october 22nd or on october 2nd i'm sorry for the heroes and legends of wrestling um event which is a convention and a, a, an indie wrestling card all in one day i'm not uh, on the show am i no well they have a battle royal that anybody can enter Ah, oh, there you yeah. go. All right, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody can enter. There you go. <laughs> I mean, because you're not going to see me fucking do it. <laughs> we I'm will be. Or Butch. <laughs> <laughs> I am not going over that top rope again. <laughs> we are going to well, be. Maybe there. they can make it like the Iron Sheik at WrestleMania 17, where they knew he wouldn't go over, so they had to make him win. Maybe <laughs> he'd win the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, because I refused it's just to go over. <laughs> Fine, let him win it. <laughs> we'll be there broadcasting, recording shows, and uh, oh, cool. having a good old time at you know, the you know, Legends I'm of Wrestling. Coming, right? Yes, yes, we're excited, very excited. Um, don't have there are uh, I don't have it in front of me. I know Sullivan's going to be there, Aaron. Kevin Sullivan's going to oh, be there. Shit. Uh, <laughs> oh. He'll be at the kids' table. <laughs> Him, we'll have, him and JHB and Taz. <laughs> we will have yeah, we'll they got a play school table they're sitting that sign and autographs and crayons. <laughs> Sabu will be there, Duke the Dumpster. More details to more details to come as we get closer. But thank you all for joining us this week on Reliving the Extreme. Have a great week, everybody, and we'll see you next time around. Reliving the Extreme is a production of Max and Out Media. All rights reserved.